Yeah, what is going on, gamers and other people and gentlemen and ladies and whatever <laughs> y'all associate yourselves as, welcome to episode 5 of EXP Share. E XP Share, sorry, Jesus Christ. Damn, um, you already fucked it up. Dude, I'm all right. Retake. <laughs> Hold on. We're restarting. Going back to starting soon. Screen. Gals and NB <laughs> pals, welcome on in to today's episode of XP Share. I hope you enjoy your stay. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, we are here with Belle. We are going to hey. be talking about 2D platformers and a bunch of chill gaming titles that everybody just kind of likes to relax to. You know, after those big multiplayer PvP ragey single player moments, you know, you just you want to find something you just want to chill, and you know, not not worry about not worry about life, just like just like we all do, like I do every single day. Otherwise, I mean, <laughs> every single like all the day, time, nonstop. I just can't turn it off. I wasn't well, gonna say it. And honestly, chill and cozy is entirely up to the per individual too. True. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Everybody, say uh, say hi to Kick Trovo on YouTube. We are officially live, multi-streaming on all four platforms now. Oh my goodness! At the yeah, same yeah, time, welcome everybody that. coming in. Um, I have now two chats to keep up with, so this is going to be interesting for a little bit until we can find a universal option. Um, well, technically, I guess I just have one. It's just I, I, I like my bots. Bots are cool sometimes, you know? So true. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, when they work correctly. Um, so... At this point, I hope to God that everybody knows who Kyle and Juice are. Um, if not, uh, go to YouTube, go to Spotify, you know, anywhere but here, and you'll figure it out. Um, I love you guys. You'll figure it out. I, I have faith in you. <laughs> I have faith. It'll be the first time. And if it's the first time, it's even better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, it, it's like it's like popping everybody's cherry. You know, you just upload it somewhere, and then everybody can just go to it and be like, yo. That was my first time, dude. And then you can relive that moment over and over again. I just want to again. point out that using the term pop in everybody's cherry for that was kind of like a lot. It was, it was a lot. I felt it deep down in me. I'm like, that was... Damn, damn, that was... Okay, well, I'm just going to... We could we we could have continued with that one right there. The point, though... just got good. <laughs> it's getting spicy already, boys. Um, but yeah, we so we already know who Juice and Kyle are. Abel, if you would be so kind to introduce yourselves to the fans. Hey, everyone. I am Bell Dandy, Bell for short. Um, I am kind of like Mr. Below Me Kyle, but I am considered a PNG tuber, not a VTuber. It's partly out of necessity. I have... I have limited space. I'm broke ass. Is what it is. Um, character is a chaotic fairy cat. Um, and I just play what I feel is chill and cozy. And I'm also kind of doing the art thing. Mostly 
sculpting, but I'm hoping to get some painting in every once yeah. in a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely some good art streams. Yeah. Definitely a chill vibe. Um, well, the music helps. <laughs> yes, the music it is the important part. So for yeah, exactly. For for those who are curious, what music do you listen to? I am currently on a what YouTube calls Kawaii House Lo-Fi. Yeah, I think those are the main tags. Okay. Kawaii oh, is Japanese for cute. So it's oh. very I guess the best way to explain it is hype music. Ooh. That Listen, I'm going to put you all onto something. I mean, if, have you ever heard Eric Cartman sing music before? Have you ever heard that? No. I'm not into South Park. Interesting. Listen, oh. all I'm going to say is if you ever look up uh, Eric Cartman singing When I Was Your Man by Bruno Mars, it'll change your life. Yeah. <laughs> it'll change your life, dude. Oh, like, that's actually a thing? Uh, well, I, I know everyone's got their own opinions on like AI and shit, but AI music covers. Oh, uh, they, yeah. they took a they took a voice oh, of model of Eric Cartman and put it over it, and it. I'm not kidding you. It's actually fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> it like we go down the rabbit hole of, at least like a couple times a month in my stream, and it blows my mind. It really does, and they have like I mean any character imaginable singing these songs. We've we've seen some cool like. Eric Cartman ones. Um, there's a lot of SpongeBob ones. Uh, regular show has some. It's it's amazing. Eric Cartman just, ones. Um, there's a lot. Of, I, I have no other words. It's, it's incredible. That's that's anyway, interesting. I I, I posted a link in chat for the sort of music I've been playing on my stream. If that's fine. Yeah, I've been um I've been noticing a lot more of the the AI streams coming out. Um, the most recent one, uh, which you guys could probably scroll up on in the discord. It was actually a presidential debate between yeah. two AI versions of Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And it was so not safe for work and raunchy <laughs> and cringy all at the same time. I, I, like you could you could only handle it in small doses but once you get that small dose it's it's kind of, it's kind of funny for a little bit and then you're Dude, just like I, oh this is ai that just repeats itself like 50 million times got it i love them when they're done well there's i've seen spongebob i've seen um there was a family guy one i think it's actually Simpsons done by the same guys who did that did the spongebob one really it did, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. They're crazy, man. I, I've been watching the Family Guy one a little bit, and it's it's just so absurd. It's unfiltered for the most part, and so it's there's this weird thing we were watching a video on the other night where all of these different AI models and shows are predicting the end of the world on August twelfth, twenty thirty six. Every single one of them have brought it up at some point, and it's fucking it's amazing, dude. But I oh my God. I saw That's... a clip the other day of like. In the Family Guy one, Chris like lets out this this guttural fucking scream. It's like really high pitched and loud, and he just has meltdowns all the time. And there was one the other day where he was just screaming, and Peter goes, "What are you talking about?" And Lois goes, "Oh, Peter, it's nine 11 and he just starts screaming. 
and it, and fuck it. Oh, it was so dumb, but I, I couldn't oh stop laughing at it, bro. It, and they go, it's okay, buddy. Oh my god. Oh, Dude, my yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not into those sort of shows, and I am very borderline when it comes to AI anything. It's, it's interesting. It like it's, it's the kind of stupid content stuff that's like making people twenty k for some reason. Like literally, oh, yeah. those those guys yeah. had a donation thing going to basically like throw in a donation. And the AI actually read the donation per whatever president you donated to. And, dude, it was like almost 10K per, you know, Trump or Biden. It was like, that's all you have to do is code AI and you get 20K from fucking Twitch. Like, yeah, are you kidding dude. me? Even the even the SpongeBob ones are like, they're like, oh, well, if we hit this dono goal, then they'll put this character in. Or like, if you go and donate this much, you'll get your name on a random fish in the background or whatever else. And- <laughs> It's that sounds honestly, like an NFT. I would Wait, donate what? to that. Yeah, I'd, I would donate to. Yeah. I want a random fish yeah, in the background. What? Hell yeah, dude! It's, it's some of the names <laughs> in the background too are so fucking good. It it kills me, dude. I can't watch it for too long. Obviously, it's not like real, actual good content. But sometimes it's just so absurd that I can't help but laugh at it. It's good hustle. You know, yeah, to, to finding ways yeah. to leverage technology to make a little make a little cash on the side. You know, it, it, everyone everyone likes a little bit of mindless entertainment. You know, <laughs> true. Straight it, up, I'll send you guys some clips later. It's crazy. It definitely makes me want to dive into the whole AI space, but you know, history history of my personal interest shows that once I dive into something, it's not going to be fucking trending anymore because it's already too late. So I'm just like. Do I really? Should I really? Yeah, why not? You should do and play what you like. I mean, it'll be, it'll be useful for the time to come, um, for sure. Like AI is probably going to be around for a while. Hopefully, it's not going to get too obscene. Um, but that's a completely other topic. I think we should just make an XP share AI stream where we have like all AI models of us up and people recommend topics for us to talk about and they just talk 24 (laughs) seven about the dumbest shit. My AI constantly just berating myself. (laughs) Uh, Starting every sentence with fucking... Fucking a fuck, fucking come on, dead, dead. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but anyway, Bell, what what type of games have you been perusing re- recently? Well, it really depends because I've been doing a lot of offline gaming. Um, like you caught me the other day playing Clans Folk. That looked good. Looks it was really fun. Good. It's still fun. Um, I don't know how well I'm doing. Because for those who don't know Clan Folk, it's like RimWorld, but takes place in Iron Age Scotland and stuff like that. So it's got a touch of fantasy and historical stuff to it. And it's still getting worked on and such. Um, on stream, I'm doing a lot of Hollow Knight and... Uh, Sturdy Valley. Sorry, drawing a blank. Um, I 
also got Sunhaven for some multiplayer, but I haven't feel like doing multiplayer. And yeah, and earlier this year when I got affiliate on Twitch, um, I was playing what's <sighs> Graveyard Keeper, and when I started streaming this, no, not last year, it was um, Kingdom Two Crowns. I was playing. What's that one about? Two Crowns. Um, yeah. It's a side scroller where you. Have, it's a side side scroller meets city builder, and the idea is you're supposed to go through various types of islands and build up the towns in these areas. And ultimately, what you're supposed to do is get to the point where you can make like a Chinese style bomb. It's this big barrel looking thing. And the main threat, yeah, and the main threat of it is something called the greed. Um, looks similar to No Face from Spirit of Wave. You guys know that movie, um, just without the mask, but very blob and black. And the greed will take things from you, like gold, your people. No, no, it doesn't take the people. But take the equipment you give them. You get a dog, and it'll take your dog. Oh God! Yeah, so John Wick. That's yeah, up, man. yeah. Do we? Do we already <laughs> learn that? <laughs> Listen, and... I'll be honest. If you're if you're building a pipe bomb or something like it sounds like, I I think you should probably have your dog taken away from you too. It's, <laughs> I, no, it's not a pipe bomb. It's quite literally a barrel full of gunpowder with a fuse. That sounds worse. Is what it looks like. Is what it looks that's like. Well, this is, you're supposed moment. to blow up a mountain with it, because that's the, where the greed is. Well, that's what everyone says until they take it to a fucking supermarket <laughs> somewhere. God damn. <laughs> Boston Tea Party type shit. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> take all but the dogs away, shit. Yeah, it's very, it is like Stardew Valley levels of chill for the most part. Interesting. And it's got good music. Um, it's got a level of cust- uh, character customization. I think it's like four or five different sprites with various colorways. You can kind of make a choice. Um, it does have, I don't know if it's considered rogue-like, but it's got a little bit of meta progression if you die. Like, you don't necessarily lose all your progress unless you use, like, hard mode. Interesting. But you... But yeah, you die, you start at square one, but you don't lose all the progress in the village you left behind, just some of it. Can can someone please so, help me? I've I've heard the term roguelike thrown around a lot, but I don't actually I need an example uh, of what so like is. Roguelike is just think of just think of like a um like a game that you don't really have a linear progression through. Uh, so every time you die, that's kind of like your progression. You you basically play in an episodic fashion to, um, I guess, beat as, like, just kind of generalizing, beat as many levels as you can, get as much progression as you can so you can upgrade your character. So when you do die, you're going to be more powerful on that second playthrough. 
Yeah, like it like I don't know if you've seen Hades. Um Hades has like a central story you follow through where you progress through the parts of hell to try to escape past your dad. Um literally like Satan. Um Hades. Yeah. Uh but you every time you do a run, you you pick up power-ups throughout the run and you get different weapons and then you get certain currencies that you get to take with you when you die and then when you die, you go back and you level your character up and then you go in more powerful the next time. And it's all about going in, getting as far as you can, getting all the extra stuff, and then going back and leveling up and then seeing if you can get farther with your leveled up stuff. It's it's uh okay. it's pretty cool, honestly. They're they're okay. not all done very well, but if if done well, I mean it's it's pretty dope. Yeah, so like I've... think of like think of like Diablo hardcore if you kept your like level progression so like say you're starting out as a rogue you yeah. you were re- you restarted the campaign every time you died but you kept all your skill points every time so like every, when you would restart the campaign you would still have the skill points from the previous playthrough to apply to your character that's more or less what a roguelike is yeah and i think and, 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 the last spell also counts as one i still haven't played that one so another one on my list. I want that one. That that to me seems like a chill game. Maybe not so much cozy, but definitely chill. There's a there's so Binding many. Of Isaac. Uh, there's so many that Binding I just yeah. Binding of Isaac was. I don't want to say it was one of the first, but it was probably one of the more popular ones that came out like during when Roblox started becoming like a huge thing, I would say. Um, but they've, they've always been around. Um, I mean, there's, there's probably some old, like, well, I won't say like NES games or anything like that, but it's, it, I feel like Roblox's been around for a while. It just hasn't been like a huge, huge well, thing that everybody jumps on. Correct me mm-hmm. if I'm wrong with this, but isn't Keeper RL like one of the first Roguelites? I actually don't know what that game is. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, Splattercat and Avic, they played <clears throat> it a lot. So that's how I know of it. <laughs> Trying to think of if Mike has actually oh, played Kepka, any. Kepka says that it started with the game, actually started with the game called Rogue. Based on his description, that it, would make the, sense the name, of it, the name well, of it yeah. was inspired from a game called Rogue. Yeah, it's from like 1980 or whatever, isn't it? Yeah, it, like it's it's roguelike's oh, got shit. a history. It's just like I feel like they didn't really blow up until quite recently. Mm-hmm. It's it's on Steam for uh, two ninety nine if you want to go and pick it up. Hey, oh, yo. Steam from the early eighties. Hey, yo, Thank everybody, you. jump on Dang, this. man. Two ninety nine. That's basically free, dog. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> that's half a hard ready. Let's get it. Like, I've um, I've always wanted to try Hollow Knight. Um, I just, I keep I keep saying that, and I never purchase it. I want to buy Hades. Um, there's just so many. Like, yeah, I enjoy too. I enjoy roguelike games, but it's just like I. At, there's there's always a point at some game where I just get tired of the repetition, and of course those are the most repetitive <laughs> fucking 
genre of games known to man right now. I feel like to mm-hmm. have a good roguelike game, you have to have a really solid and fun gameplay loop. Like the gameplay itself has to carry the game. Like with Hades, it, it had story that was interesting, but there was enough to unlock and it was so varied and like fun to play that you could just sit there and play it all day and it wouldn't be an issue. Um, I tried one the other day called Have a Nice Death that's kind of like a 2D side-scroller version of Hades, and that I, was pretty good, too. I want to try that, too. Dude, it's so that good. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's amazing. You play <clears throat> as the Grim Reaper, and you kind of, like, hell is overflowing, and so you hired a bunch of demons to help you deal with it, and then you kind of became, like, the boss just kind of doing paperwork all day and then suddenly everything became corrupt so you just decide one day you're gonna go and get everyone in shape and whoop everyone back into doing their jobs and become the grim reaper of old and you work your way through all these different like i I don't know like corporate entities in hell and just kill every it's it's so dope and it's all like it's all in the style of like 2d animation it's all really well done um that kind of sounds fun yeah it's actually really nice it's hard as hell though (laughs) There's actually every time I play it. Uh, there's actually one uh, that I just remembered I was playing for a long time. Um, it's actually a FPS roguelite. Um, I think I think uh, Mike and Kyle, you would definitely enjoy it. It's got it's it's got the movement. It's got the fast pace. It's it's literally a roguelite bullet hell. Um, it's called. Um, God, I just had the name and it just escaped me. Um, uh, going to Steam list, Jesus. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a roguelike FPS with the uh, robot one you were playing. Yeah, um, RoboQuest. There you go. That's it. Yeah. Um, RoboQuest. Okay. Great, great movement. Bullet hell. You got uh, now five different classes uh, to choose from. Uh, probably about like 50 variations of different guns, different stats, kind of like, kind of like that gives a Borderlands feel as in terms of graphics and um, guns you can use and pick up. Um, And then each, uh, each level you progress, of course you get like a certain perk to build you through that run. And there's like two different areas of um, more of a plat, more platforming areas versus more, running gun shooter areas so it's kind of they do have a little bit of a variation there um and they're still expanding on it too so um if you like the movement if you like the bullet hell um definitely robo quest is a fun time the only only downside of that game is it's only two-player co-op so literal only downside i wish you can just throw people in there um, on that on that aspect too, um, oh my god, I can't. I'm just like game names in my face, and then I instantly forget them uh, once yep. I start talking about them. Um, the the other the other FPS roguelite that uh, Kefka used to play a lot. Um, oh, Doom. Uh... I think uh, I know what you're talking about. The it's... slower paced one. Um, Chicken talks about it all the time too. And again, it just escaped my brain literally at the second. Uh, oh, man. 
while you while we're discussing this, is <clears throat> there's a game that came out last year, and I'm wondering if this is considered a roguelike. It's uh, Deathloop, I think it is, where like you. Oh yeah, it's kind of like it. Yeah, absolutely. It is actually. Yeah, I, I would say it is. I liked it a lot. A lot of people didn't really like it, but I thought it was fun. I, I think it's really creative. Um, it's got a lot of like uh, a lot of Bioshock DNA in it. Um, made by the guys that did Dishonored, uh, the guys that did Prey, and the guys that just did Redfall. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, I mean, it was like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people kind of misunderstood what it was, but it's definitely good. I recommend giving it a shot. It's not, like, as hardcore of a roguelike as some people might want it to be, but, I mean, the whole game is based around a time loop. It's, It's, like, the incarnation of of a roguelike for sure it's it's a fun time um i actually don't think i ever beat the full game now that i think about it but um for what i did play it's it's pretty fun it's pretty damn fun here i am still going through my steam list um, dude i'm looking for this <laughs> fucking game trying to figure out what it was um do you mean gunfire oh, gunfire, Gun, gunfire, gunfire. Gunfire. Exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. If I could yeah. just remember. Gun gunfire. Yep. Yep. Um I definitely I definitely uh, risk of rain. Isn't risk of rain also up in there? Yes, risk of rain yes. is one hundred percent of roguelike. Yeah, because that's when he Kefka also plays. Yeah, risk uh risk of rain's up there. Uh, I feel like I've played a couple other recently, um, but I've just been through so many games pre Diablo Four that I can't. They're they're all just kind of grouping themselves together right now. <laughs> True. Okay, I've got a question for everybody. Yeah. It, it could be your personal favorite. It could be the greatest of all time. You think what is the best two D platformer? Just to do it. What is the best? I got a couple different answers that I'm having a hard time picking between. I'll kind of lead. I'm uh, stuck between two myself. I think I've, there are a lot of good modern ones, but I'm going to go back. I'm going to say, man, I think Mega Man 10, that shit goes hard, and uh, Donkey Kong Country 2. Ooh, okay. I just, I dude, they're okay. just so good. I don't know. Any of the Mega Man's kind of solo, I'll be honest, but they're fire, man. I, and I mean, Super Mario Bros. The third one, legendary. The first one, too. Super Mario World, I mean. It, it's just... Blows my mind. And okay. so games made like that anymore. And see, for me, when it comes down to platformers, I never played the classic stuff because I really wasn't able to get into gaming of any sort until like console gaming until like the playstation era my first one is a playstation 2 granted i did have a game boy color but for me for platformers it's a tie between ori and the blind forest and hollow knight i am in love with those games i tried the mario and i just i i prefer mario party and all those other games over like the typical platforming mario games I think there's something to be said for sure about like Hollow Knight and Ori. I mean, they're all artsy and they're really good indie games. I I feel like 
I don't know if I'd call any of them like the greatest to ever do it. I know there are a lot of people's like personal favorite games, which is amazing, right? They're phenomenal games. They're totally deserving. But when I look back, I'm like, I don't know. I, I personally think that, I mean, like, Klonoa, I think that game solos both of those for me. And it's it's so weird because the two games you mentioned are, like, better games in almost every way than, like, a Klonoa, like a Mega Man 10, than a, a Super Mario Bros. But, I mean, they just paved the way. The DNA of the entire genre is in those oh, yeah. games. And I... It, part of it might be nostalgia. I mean, I grew up with them, but I don't know, man. Like, they go hard. I don't know what else to say. I mean, I can, I can agree with you. It's just I've never played those games because I got into it a little too late, so I never got the chance. And you should go back and try I, them at some point. <laughs> okay, how? I like I can't afford anything like that. It's it's easy to load up an emulator. Easy peasy. Are emulators technically illegal? No. Oh. A lot of times mm. is the only way you can play a lot of these games. But even if they were, I mean, who cares? No one's going to come after you for it. I guess. I guess it, yeah, I do suppose emulators just come a long way. Because when I first was hearing about them, I heard they were dangerous to download because they were always riddled with viruses and stuff like that. Mm. And that was like early 2000s. Is I when I was hearing of, about the rise of emulators. Yeah, but I mean, the internet in itself was kind of riddled with that stuff at the time. It it was always a case of, like, if you knew where to go, um, or if you didn't just Google it and go somewhere, you'd be fine. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, that was the internet back in those days. <laughs> um, Juice, JD, what do you guys think? You know, I haven't... I don't think I can really have an opinion, considering I haven't played as many... 2D platformers as I would like. Um, so I'm probably going to have... Me deep in my soul, <laughs> it kind of hurts me, too, because there's so many good ones out there. I just, like... Again, I just haven't, like, pulled the trigger to buy them and try them out. It's always, like, back of my mind, on my list, you know, kind of stuff. And then I get, oh, Squirrel! New game! Squirrel! New game! <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, definitely, um, I mean... Of course, Mario Bros. was my shit when I was a little kid. Um, played way too much of that. Um, there was one, now that I'm looking through my Steam list, um, I don't know if any of you guys ever heard of Toy Odyssey. Um, it was more, it was like a, it was an indie 2D platformer roguelike. And um, I enjoyed it. It was very hard uh, to get into for a little bit. and it's it's probably it's probably up there on one of my top again not playing a lot of 2d platformers um so those would those would definitely be my two What'd you say it was called again? toy odyssey oh toy odyssey all one word oh yeah look at this this actually looks kind of fun it looks yeah. very stylized Fair, fairly fairly old title Man, um, speaking of fairly old, oh, I got to shout out one of my favorite IPs and characters of all time, my boy Rayman. Oh, yeah, oh my man. boy Rayman, dog. He was one of my faves growing up. What up, Brett? Rayman, of course. Yes, sir. <laughs> Juice, what are you thinking? You know, I just thought of it. Um, 
I was thinking, I mean, everyone, I, 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 of course, like, because I also played Mario Brothers growing up. Mario Brothers 2 was probably my favorite because you could, like, jump on the fruit, grab it, like, throw it at people. Oh, true. But <laughs> as I was thinking about that, I just realized uh, I grew up playing a lot of arcade games. And there's a game called Metal Slug. That yes, game. sir. It was yes. like this gun slinging game where it's just like super bloody and you just like run around just killing just groups and groups and groups of people for no reason. Um, I even I even went as far as buying it on the Xbox 360 when they when they re- like re-released it. That's like some of the classic arcade games. Uh, so yeah, it had yeah, it had to be Metal Slug. That was a, a big game for me growing up. Metal Slug. I remember was playing shit, Worms. For sure. Worms. Oh God. Yes. Who did who didn't enjoy worms? Um oh Risk of Rain One. I played the shit out of that too. Totally forgot about about that. Um that was a 2D platformer before they made it all 3D and stuff. Um But yeah, dude, Metal Slug? Dude, that just took me back a little bit. Yeah, well, they just made, uh, I don't know if it's if it's mobile only, but they just made something called Metal Slug Awakening that's like, it's like a like a 2.5D version of, of Metal Slug. I think it's, it might be of the original, but it it looks like it goes hard, I'll be honest. Interesting. Yeah. You know, another game that I was thinking about, I guess this is more of a 3D platformer, but you guys remember Beautiful Joe on the PS2? Yes, nope. Yes, that was a classic of a game. I mean, that was like one of the most beautiful games. I think it's the guy so I remember playing. <laughs> I was that yeah, was that, that, that was, was another really game that was on my list at some point too. It's just the backlog is real, dude. Backlog, <laughs> yeah. which is beautiful, Joe. But I've, oh, I've yeah, seen yeah. it played, and it looks honestly. Yeah, it's one of those games I should go back and play. It's just. It's such an iconic game. It's like a 2.5D, right? It's like it's like 3D, yeah. but it's still a side scroller or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, just looking at screenshots right now, it was very ahead of its time, I think. It uses cell shading pretty masterfully, actually. Yeah. Yo, I saw uh, I saw um what was it? It was X playing Celeste earlier. Uh he was playing it a couple months ago. That that game looks sick. As, well, as far hard, bro. It looks difficult as fuck, but ADHD infueled, <laughs> infused fucking <laughs> atrocities looks uh, very, very appealing. I have a buddy that used to speed run it, and I was like, I don't know how you do that shit, dude. I, just training to speed run that game would make me want to uninstall it and remove it from my Steam account. <laughs> like, I, that would make me hate that game. It's, I don't know. Maybe it's just like, I'm not built for it. I don't know what, what to say, but I, I, it would literally give me a brain tumor. Having to deal with the, the frustration of just dying a million times in the same spot, trying to get the pixel perfect jump dash over to skip this and that. And oh man, but beautiful game and uh, really cool subject matter too. I know it focuses a lot on a bunch of different things like mental health and whatever else that are very interesting and, and good things to talk about. Yeah, it's, um, I, I'm. D- I'm really jealous of the people who like the the 2D platformers. Like when it comes to like uh, Mario World and stuff like that, it's like, dude, you, these guys play this shit for hours, and they're just like, 
They're just like jump canceling, grabbing shells. They know when to pick up the shells. They know when to jump. They know what to jump on. And it's just like, how did you, how many hours are you putting into this? Like, oh my God. <laughs> it blows my mind, bro. I don't know how they do it. I couldn't. I certainly couldn't. And I love those games. I could not sit down and play them enough to like figure out how they work inside and out like that. I don't know. Maybe it's just the, the way my brain works, but. I don't. I don't have it in me. I'm not built like that. Well, I mean, we'll de- we'll definitely probably be talking about it soon because uh, I'm talking to X to uh, get on an on an interview at some point too, and he is an avid Mario World runner. Um, likes to likes to download all the custom worlds and everything and just play the shit out of them. That's cool. Yeah, Kaizo Mario stuff. Yeah, Kaizo. It, it it just blows my mind it um Love as far as like as far as like more more chill titles something that you'll just play to just kind of kick back relax and just mindlessly click on click on your mouse from time to time what do you guys got just <laughs> Chill games that require a click of a mouse do not exist. <laughs> like cookie clicker. Well, I mean, no, some, um, some of them depend. I mean, for me, cozy games is a matter of story, music, vibes. Like, this is why, for me, Hollow Knight is technically a cozy game for me. Because it's got great music. And if you're not someone who rages easily, this game is like. Yes, Ori was Ori counts too, but I'm not playing Ori at the Oh well, I guess I'm out shit. If you rage hard, do not play Hollow Knight. Go for Ori. Yeah, I I tried Hollow you... Knight and I, I just I don't really like <laughs> to, to to break it down for a second, I don't really like the Metroidvania format. I don't like having to really? go somewhere on a map and then backtrack all the way back to go somewhere else on the map to then backtrack again and go even further back. I, it's, it's not well, my that's DNA. That's why they man. have the subway. Well, I'm not even sure I got, well, I, I don't even remember where I was in the game, but I just remember I was pretty good at the actual like combat in the game, but I got mm-hmm. lost so much and yeah, that's just, my problem. It, it wasn't, it wasn't for me. I don't know. And see, I, because I played Ori first and I loved Ori, like the story, like that game nearly had me crying near the end of the game. Like, oh, so going from Ori to Hollow Knight just seemed like a logical thing for me to do. And granted, I can only play a stream's worth amount of time. When I started doing the desk pound, I'm like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I am done. Oh, shit, that's wild. Yeah, but no, it, if you get frustrated at dumb depths being easy targets and stuff like that, uh, I would say no to Hollow Knight. Um, Ori is more forgiving. Um, I am saying that Hollow Knight is the Souls game of platformers for a reason. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm thinking. Like, that, that shit looks hard. Hard. 
I mean, um, do you have a do you get a difficulty on that, or is it totally just like one difficulty and you run? I what you feel can? like there might be a difficulty setting. I cannot remember, but it's definitely one of those games that if you play with a mouse and keyboard, you are a freaking psychopath. <laughs> it is a game you have to play with controller. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand how a lot of people can play action games and 2D titles with a uh, mouse and keyboard. It's uh, it's a little nuts to me. It that's what a controller is on... for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm probably weird in the fact that I will play Stardew Valley with mouse and keyboard, but when I started playing that game, I didn't have a controller. Well, I mean, games games like that, it's it kind of makes sense. Um, I'm just more talking about when it comes to like, you, you know, like action games like um, Jedi Survivor and Dark Souls, oh, yeah. and Bat Batman Arkham. It's like, what? How do people even play on mouse and keyboard? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I couldn't yeah. I couldn't imagine going through a Batman Dark um, Asylum playthrough on a mouse and keyboard. A lot of those games are tried. made to be played on a controller too, dog. Like you go yeah. in and you try to play Jedi Survivor, or to a greater extent, like Elden Ring or one of the Souls games. You go in mm -hmm. with a keyboard and mouse. I mean, some things are just not—they just don't translate. They weren't made with that in mm -hmm. mind, and the dev the devs were like, "If you play with a keyboard and mouse, literally kill yourself. You're done." And <laughs> it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I, I feel like you're just you're just hurting yourself, and it just it's it's not as good. I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like mm. that just takes, like, if you're playing an action game like that without a controller, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like an action game for some reason. I, I like, I can't explain it or anything. And pro it, if anybody can, please jump in other than, again, it was made for a controller, but it feels like if I'm not playing an action game with a controller, it doesn't feel like an action game anymore. Dude, I'm gonna yeah. you're you're onto something here, and I haven't been able to answer it myself, but I just had this thought this last week, and I was like, <laughs> I prefer mouse and keyboard for a lot of games, but I've realized because in the last year I've been trying to play with the controller more because it's easier to like lounge back, especially if you're on a couch and you're playing something on a TV. Mm -hmm. But I have noticed for some reason, and I can't pin it down, I am more immersed in a game when I'm using a controller. When I'm on keyboard and mouse, there's like a level, or there's like a barrier between me and that full immersion. But when I have a controller, I just feel like I'm able to become more immersed in a game. And it's like narrative and, yeah. and being there in the moment. And I don't, I don't know if that's just me. I don't know if that's. No, it's that's, not just you. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know why. It's so yeah. weird to me. And it's, and it's <laughs> like, I know exactly what you're feeling and saying, but it's, you cannot. It's just this indescribable feeling. I want to say it's tactile, but then what's the difference between the tactile of a joystick versus a mouse and keyboard? Yeah. You know, I do think that there's a lot more, I guess, mental processing that you have to do when you're using a mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, your, your your hands are in this very static position when you're playing on a controller. So a lot of it just when it when it feels uh, i guess i don't know subconscious or whatever you're not putting as much thought into it therefore it allows you to kind of sink into whatever it is you're playing but i, I can i can sense, definitely man. say 
Yeah, it all just kind of meshes. Yeah. Yeah. If you were, yeah. Because you have like. Wait, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just thinking if I'm playing a game uh, on controller and then I switch to play that same game on mouse and keyboard, I can definitely say I'll be thinking a lot more mouse and keyboard because of like my hand positioning. Do I need to take my hand and throw it all the way down here to hit to hit control? Like that, that takes, you know, it kind of takes it. It takes you. It takes you out of the, I guess, immersion, uh, even for a split second. So I mean, that that would make sense. You fucking yeah. weirdos yeah, that and actually have to move your hand to press the control button. <laughs> Can't relate. Yeah. Listen, my do control down. key, I don't even have a finger for that. I use I got my fingers on WASD and the part of my hand right where my pinky connects with my palm that rests on the control key and I can press it. It's, I'm like evolving, bro. You guys I don't suck. know. We need my here. tiny lady hands. If I had like a sixth finger, I would want it to be a little nub I could use to just push that control key. <laughs> just literally just that's its whole purpose. I would need nothing else for it just to press the control. Or maybe like just a little nubbin to just like help me hold on to stuff when I'm just picking little, it up right there. Little little t like control honestly, nubs. like a, a fraction of the size of my thumb. I don't need much more than that. I, I mean, if you're good support. enough, you could probably 3D print something. No, I need that to be a biological part of me. I need to be like those cats born with six fingers. And they got the little teeny tiny nubbin on the side. I, there, I need one of those. Yeah. There is a 3D but, prosthetic for that. It's true. Bro, as soon as I can... Listen, if I can't, like, stub it on a fucking table or on a doorway or something, that's part of the experience. If I can't have the good and the bad, I don't want it. I can't bond with it. It's not an extension of myself. Um, but <laughs> talking about the controller thing, I think another thing that that people don't talk about a whole lot is the range of motion on a controller is kind of like crazier than on a keyboard and mouse. On a keyboard, you're moving, and if you want to move diagonal, you got to do like two keys at once. If you want to, I mean, there's no like middle ground between walking and running. You're either pressing W or you're not. Whereas mm -hmm. on a controller, yeah. you you have that nuanced ability to be like, hey, I'm just gonna walk real slow around here, or I'm gonna. I'm going to do this yeah, a little bit differently. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. if, if you have more ability to move your character like that, it might, uh, that might be part of it. I don't know. I, I have a keyboard coming soon that uses, um, it uses magnets and Hall effect sensors for the keys. And it allows you to do the same thing where it can actually tell you where your key is in the travel down to, you know, pressing it. Um, and so it'll kind of give you that oh. same that same idea as using a joystick but with your keys and I, i'm yeah. excited to see if it, if it makes any difference in that way or if it's just specifically something about you know having the controller and having it be there and everything in one place i, I don't know man maybe there's some scientific study done on it the, yeah there's, you know. there's yeah. definitely a huge disconnect between the between analog movement and um and just keyboard movement like Hundred percent. When it when yeah. it cut when it, the translation from joystick to WAST is just not, it's it's not specific. It's not as defined no. as you would want it to be. So you do have that, like Brett just said, moving is typically easier with controllers, but looking and aiming is easier on mouse. So yeah, yeah. it's definitely. that definitely I think definitely. plays into a factor for the you know for stuff like action games and stuff like that so 
would it be interesting because i do you know when razor razor has a tartarus right it's um it's a 12 button dude it's a uh, little hand keyboard i have yeah, one I've yeah yeah it. i've had I it for like that. a decade now Okay. So it yeah it's a 12 it the, so it's a 12 button macro keyboard um that has like its own little shift uh thing I'm I'm pressing my thumb because I'm a weirdo left-handed mouse player so don't at me Whoa. um <laughs> what the fuck so what put you on the stake and set you on fire dog you use a left-handed <laughs> mouse damn I have we we've been through this bro look at my mouse There's bro no shot look There's at my no mouse shot. look at my mouse left-handed Left-handed, hear my buttons. Get it off the screen. <laughs> so, so well, what that's if... That's a little unfair, because that is for people who are left-handed. They can all go and do something else with their time. I don't care. So okay, you know what? 90% of artistic people are left-handed, and I probably should have been left-handed, but the school system made me right-handed, so don't go there. Well, true. The true. Like I'm, I'm a lefty. I'm a lefty, but I definitely play with my right hand. Mouth. Hell yeah! Oh, he plays with his right hand already. Right. <laughs> and there goes Juice Wayne. Baby, come back! When I was in middle school, they wanted me to use my right hand for for mouse. They were like, "No, just use your right hand." They knew, and listen. Oh, there he went. He disappeared, bro. Yeah, Video Ninja yeah, just had a heart happened. attack. Sorry, guys. I don't know oh what that God. was. Both Listen, of you guys just, is, like, dipped. JD, if, if you had the little nubbin on your hand I'm talking about, you would you would go right back to your right hand. Could you imagine well, having it just long enough to touch the buttons on the side of your mouth? Oh, my God. What, that's that your, was that's my, like your dedicated control nubbin. Like, that's... That was <laughs> my biggest, time, biggest thing with a mouse for the longest time until I got the Naga, is that, like, all these, all these mouses had fucking buttons on the right side and i'm just like trying to hit them with like my pinky and like that's not gonna fucking work i can't do that <laughs> <laughs> that's why you need the nubbin bro but what i was thinking about with the tartarus too is you still got those macro keys for like keyboard effects but what if you change the um because it's more like a it's not like a fully analog um kind of thing but you can still go up down left right kind of like diagonal mm -hmm. with it but what if they made that like a whole analog stick instead that would be interesting i feel and like i, I don't i don't because when i use the tartar specifically with that that little thing on the side it I don't know how much further I could extend my thumb out to be able to like, cause, cause you know, like a regular thumbstick has the height that it has, right? Yeah. And if you don't get super high with that height, it turns into like a switch thumbstick. And I have never been able to game with the switch thumbsticks, even for like regular chill stuff. It just feels kind of bad to me. And as much as I would love to have a full size thing, I almost feel like what they decided on was kind of like the best before you start to have issues right because let me see if i can find it real quick so i can show everybody okay yeah I, I just right was looking at mine the other day i don't i don't know where it's at it's in the box somewhere i i tried to use it for like two days and then i put it back in the box because i couldn't do it yo you got that dump bro yeah. look at him I'm caked up <laughs> damn he's put on a show bro damn <laughs> of course i found bro. it the way he's of got course back arched 
Of course I found it. Right in my fucking drawer, gathering dust like it should. Um, XP share only fans. Dude, the only thing, the only other thing I wish, um, because, of course, this doesn't work for me, right? Because it's a, it's like a a more right-handed thing, so I can't use the mouse and this at the same time. But this is what we're talking about right here, and this is more, it's got a little bit of a range of motion, but it's not like pure analog. So you can't just like, so we're talking about like if this was a whole stick and you just use your thumb. You know, yeah. would that would that make it easier for action titles and stuff like that? It's like <laughs> it's, it's kind of like uh, I don't quite remember. Is it? It almost looking back on how I used it. I mean, isn't it just less of a a thumbstick and more of like a multi directional like? Yeah, it looks yeah, like it's got, pretty much. It feels like it's got tactile like areas on each side, and you just move it in that direction, and it slides over that way yeah it's very it's more like that rather than actually like analog full rotational kind of thing yeah 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 but it'd definitely be an interesting concept Um, i remember i wanted one so bad did you guys ever watch video game high school oh i watched a couple episodes bro i i was obsessed with it for a while uh it's still up i still recommend watching it it's good um they had part of their thing was that they played in fps games and there was a season where they did racing games or whatever but they had those they i mean essentially they had razor tartaruses that were like custom made um as props for the show i thought it was the coolest damn thing and so i went and bought it and i was like this sucks this is awful (laughs) i can't do this i didn't give it enough time to learn how to do it because with any new like different peripheral like that you got to train your brain to you know be able to use it and i was i was like 15 and i definitely was not gonna do that (laughs) but um that's where i picked it up and i still got it it's in the box behind me somewhere yep i bought the tardis a few years ago thinking the same thing (laughs) (laughs) they don't know for about a week it was like this is garbage i I can't do it i honestly we need to do an xp share like a scientific experiment where we sit down oh, yeah. and we just spend a couple weeks yeah. playing FPS games or whatever with just the Razor Tartarus. And then when we come oh, back, we do an episode about how we feel at the end of it. Oh, I'm God. super down for like those experiments. Yeah. Super down for that. Well, <laughs> uh, I'm definitely going to, um, um, uh, me and Flynn are actually um, throwing around some ideas <laughs> on how we're going to um just a couple more podcast based ideas um that i'll throw over to you guys as well um because he actually got um one of the artists he follows in for at least interested in kind of getting an interview so i think i might start that as our whole um kind of bringing in people from the industry and kind of separating it out from every two weeks like this we talk about we talk people who game and have their opinions on the game and then kind of separate another segment to these are people from the industry this is what their perspective is that could be really neat um so hopefully uh and i just got this Popped in my head today. I don't know why it just now popped in my head and not like three days ago. Um, if it all goes through, 
we might possibly start that next week. Um, as cool. for as for a consistent schedule on that, uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure because that's gonna again take a whole another section of work getting interviews for that stuff as well. So it's kind of gonna be an ad hoc thing for now. Um, with this podcast, of course, being the consistent one, uh, but definitely, definitely something that's gonna happen. Be on the lookout for. We'll let you know. Give you some details. Shoot them beats. If you ain't in the Discord already, do it. Yeah, Yeah, uh, that's kind of. I mean, that was kind of the big plan at the end of the day, Um, especially coming from you know, again, starting this with casual players perspective and i keep saying casual players as in like people don't fucking spend 24 hours a day on a fucking computer screen <laughs> um, but um just kind of I mean, getting i kind of do but in different ways not just gaming yeah, yeah I mean, just kind of gotta be born up right at least half of it right? yeah. yeah exactly this still counts yeah. as a computer screen you know yeah of course um of course. But uh, yeah, that was kind of just the end goal at the end of the day is to, you know, get the gamer's perspective and then get, you know, industry's perspective. And then hopefully we can start bringing that together, you know, kind of eventually dreams will be dreams until they're put to reality kind of thing. But Mm. definitely looking for more options. Um, Man. I don't think we finished casual games because I didn't get to. Uh, I wouldn't. No, we, I would, we've still got our three answers to touch on, and <laughs> honestly, I'm not sure I really have like a like a casual, like chill relaxation game, like a comfort game. People call them. I've had this discussion on my stream a couple times. Weirdly enough, I never like grew up having comfort things. Um, oh, comfort games. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if like. People talk all the time about having, like, comfort movies, comfort games, comfort, like, books, comfort music. I've never had any of that. Maybe music (laughs) to an extent. I had had some music that, like, got me through stuff, but never anything that I'd be like, I need to chill out and relax. This is what I'm going to put on. I've never had that. Um, I'd say, I mean, a lot of times, any, like, my answer is just anything I'm really doing with friends, like, especially if I can sit back and get a little under the influence and play something with a bunch of people. <laughs> like we've been doing, uh, we've been doing some like casual league streams with a bunch of my, my buddies. And that's been fun. I will say though, um, there's one game that I really do love that I always come back to when I'm thinking something like simple. A lot of times it's like low key puzzle games. Um, this is one of them. It's called Dorf Romantic. It's really great. <laughs> It's uh why does that sound like so a, familiar? Yeah, it does. Why? It's cheap. It's it's kind of like a mix between a city builder and a puzzle game. Um it's it's really dope. I enjoy it a lot. That oh. and something like uh the Stanley Parable That's I have a lot of fun with. <clears throat> Sorry. No, you're good. It's it's phenomenal. I have uh I have a couple hours on record playing it, just sitting back and clicking away, you know, especially if you got like a movie or something open. It's it's something you can really easily just take at your own pace and um, yeah. There, there's like that no would, rage in it. It's cute. Yeah, that 100% counts as chill and cozy. Yeah. Ooh, that actually um, looks kind of fire, if, dude. 
it's, it's fire. I haven't played it, but again, watching Let's Players play it, it's, it's, oh, you could just leave that on just for the music, man. Yep. It's phenomenal. I highly recommend it to anyone that wants something that's a cheap, good way to kind of settle down and, you know, yeah. do something in the background. But if we're on the topic of um, comfort games and stuff like that, my go-to games will always and forever be Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy's fire. I don't know if I'd call it right. a comfort game for me, but I do love me some Final Fantasy. I got 10 and 10-2 on the Switch the other day, other month, and I'm like, I just want to disappear into my bedroom and play the shit out of them. I played <laughs> 10, like, an unhealthy amount when the, the 10 remaster came out, and I mm. got it on my Vita. Um, I played the whole thing, and it was the first time I'd played it. I got so sucked in. Um it's just phenomenal. I never played Ten Two. I still don't really have any desire to play Ten Two. Um, is that the I know package that... deal one? Like yes. where it I came will... with both? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. Um, Ten Two <laughs> is actually technically the first Final Fantasy game I played, but I watched my cousins play six and seven. Yeah, seven. And I nine. think is maybe no, seven, the greatest eight, to ever do it. I think seven is like. Maybe one of the greatest games ever made. I think Seven Remake is I, I like it better personally. Um Ten Two is criminally under I, I I don't know. I didn't like anything about it. It feels to me, and this is gonna not go over well with everybody. I think it's inferior <laughs> in every way to ten. I just think that like unless you are gonna watch it on YouTube, you play it to get the secret ending. And that's it. That's the whole and point. There could be an argument made. What sequel ever really beat out the original in I any think, media? I think um, I think Final oh. Fantasy thirteen had some good sequels. I never played thirteen. Thirteen's fire. It's so good. People hated That's on with it lightning, at the time, right? Because yeah, lightning. Um, okay. It I was, think I've it got was the very, first one. Yeah, it, it's fun. It was very out there. It was very different for. Uh, I just almost said Resident Evil for some reason. For a Final Fantasy game, um, I actually have plans to go back and play it soon. But 16's coming out soon, and I think that might topple every single Final Fantasy game for me. If they nail it, like I think they're gonna, I think it has potential to not only be game of the year, but one of the greatest like action RPGs ever made. And the greatest Final Fantasy. It would have to top seven for me, though, and that's going to be hard. But I mean, to each their own and everything. I mean, eight is my favorite. Yeah, eight's fire, too. I th Honestly, mm. Final Fantasy from seven to ten, just out of the park. Phenomenal game after game. That was like, that was their swan song. They just nailed it from every single release in that period. And then after that, you know, it, it's up and down. Um, yeah. There, I think there are some good ones in there up to 15. I think 15 could have been way better if it didn't get stuck in like development <laughs> hell and have all this weird stuff happen to it. Cause I mean, it used to be 13 verses and then Nomura changed it around and then not even all the DLC came out. But I think 16, I don't know if anyone here has played the demo to it, but. Oh my god. It's, I actually didn't know 16 was coming. So it's, it's coming out this week on Thursday. Um, and it's, oh, it's amazing. It's so good. It's only on PS5, so 
you know, a lot that's of people probably, probably why because I got a two and three and I can't afford anything else. Yeah, they're talking about bringing it to PC, which is going to be cool. Um, and I, I agree that 13's gameplay isn't crazy. It takes some getting used to. I, I enjoyed it by the end of my time with it. Um, and I never finished 13 either, but I went back and I, I watched some people's opinions of 13 and hearing some people talk about it that really do love that game and its sequels kind of reframed the whole thing for me. So I want to go back and I want to experience all of it from the start now that it's been long enough that I don't remember a whole lot about it. Um, I think it's got a lot of really interesting topics in it and it was set up to be this incredible uh, like new chapter in the Final Fantasy saga i guess it's got i mean it's it's a new universe there's a lot that they built up for it um and it it just it hits so much of a barrier with these people that were like oh this is next gen final fantasy and i hate it because it's different (laughs) um and it i mean it had three games total it it was very different it was very open-ended and it was it was kind of heavy um I highly recommend a lot of people go back and give it another shot, though. I think after some time, if you go in with an open mind, you might like it a lot. Mm. Yeah, I, definitely uh, gonna have to look into it. Like Coach Star said, there's, I mean, there's like a group of people that just can't get into Final Fantasy, but then there's also, um, and this is coming from not playing as many Final Fantasies as I would have liked to, but it kind of. At some, at one point, they kind of transitioned from that, from the um, tactile choose your move, you know, attack based kind of movement to more of an action based one, um, yep. and then I don't know, did they did they revert back to that after? I know I know they did because that that was thirteen right where they did a more action combat so kind of stuff. I think 13. that started with twelve. 12. Yeah, so 12 was kind of different. 13 had kind of a hybrid. It was like a it was it was like action combat, but it was also kind of turn-based and not everyone loved it. Uh but I, I think 13 was the last real Final Fantasy where they the, So I I think Final Fantasy had an identity crisis for a long time. They <laughs> saw themselves as the turn-based fantasy JRPG, right? And mm-hmm. 13 kind of broke away from that in a lot of ways as in it was like kind of futuristic it was it broke away from high fantasy to kind of touch on this like steam mage punk kind of thing which was fucking dope and i think that's part of the reason why people didn't like it so much because i mean we had a good chunk of that before um but 13 felt like the full departure but the thing that they just didn't nail down very well um is i feel like they just felt like they had to hold on to that turn-based thing and then you get 14 which is totally different it's an mmo it's it's tab targeting whatever and then you get to 15 and it's like okay well let's do action combat and even then you're like well maybe the action combat could have been better it felt kind of sluggish um which is where 16 comes in 16 i think from my limited time with it could be maybe the greatest action combat game ever made and i don't say that lightly because it's it's made by a lot of experts within square enix it had help from capcom from platinum games the kingdom hearts team came in and did some work on some levels i mean even just looking at some videos uh the demo had a, a section called the iconic challenge and basically what it does is it places you down in the middle of the game 
and puts you on a road that allows you to experience combat with more of the powers and just some of the things people are doing with it and how good it looks i mean it, if you looked at 16 and you went back and looked at like the og final fantasy 7 or even just like final fantasy 13 totally different totally separate yeah. um but it's i i can't understate how amazing 16 is to play it just it feels so good. Even if you're not good at chaining combos together in action combat, they make it so fluid and so intuitive. It just, it's amazing. Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting that they're doing that more action combat transition from the more turn-based style gameplay because it's... Well... There's... at the en- I mean, at the end of the day, it's what... It's... It's not what everybody wants, but it's what people, what the popular, you know, gamers will buy. You know, you're probably going to... I don't think it's a matter of popularity. It's a matter of... I The biggest criticism I have ever heard to deal with turn-based battle systems is the fact that it slows everything down. And that's why they're getting away from it, because as... Our generation's getting older, and the people coming up behind us, our attention spans are shortening drastically, even as we get up to where we are. And because because we do have the short attention span, the turn-based battle systems feels like it's dragging. Mm -hmm. And if it's dragging, you're not going to want to play the game anymore. So I think that's why there's that shift from the turn base to the action stuff. Oh yeah, I think uh, we're kind of seeing like a yeah. What? Wait, so go ahead. You don't know, You've but... been quiet, bro. You get your turn. Uh, <laughs> I was just gonna say that um, I actually kind of take Justin's perspective on this as well. I'm sure that I'm sure that there's multiple reasons as to why. Um, one, of the, for example, when when New World came out. One of the reasons why I was down to play New World is because it was skills, it was like skill shot based. Um, it wasn't like stand still, click this person, everything happens automatically. It's like, no, you need to take your mouse, you need to aim it where it needs to go, and you better mm-hmm. hit your shot or else, or else you're dead. Yeah. Um, and coming from someone who's played FPS all his life and games where like aiming matters, um, it's it's cool when you see this game shift from turn-based to oh wait now aiming actually or now like you, you kind of have to do more of the work in order to it just feels more satisfying yeah, you say yeah. like i put my effort into actually getting that kill um so it, I, I i it's actually a huge reason as to why i wasn't like a huge fan of final fantasy as, as at a younger age but i played the game and i was super excited about it i was like but like i want to kill the guy though i don't want i don't want to press a button like i want to actually like do it you know yeah and my brother was like well that's not how this game works and i was like all right well i'm just gonna go play splinter cell i'll go over here you play this siphon filter over here or something you know yeah um so yeah i mean i'm sure i'm sure there's there, there's multiple multiple sides to it well i think I that goes think... directly into our like previous episode talking about mmos how yeah. how people have like as a general population more been geared toward getting out of the tap targeting and saying yo i want action combat like that's that's just how generally everything's starting to move at this point is and again to bell's point every you know you want that self-satisfaction you want it instant you want it now your attention span is small you're not gonna 
you, you don't want to sit there and tap target. You don't want to sit there and, oh, my character just dashed across the screen and there's some damage numbers. Yeah, I did a lot. You know, they're not... <laughs> Not a lot of people are like that anymore. But again, there's also still that core group of gamers who, yo, don't don't fucking get rid of this. This is like, yeah, this is yeah. why I game kind of thing. So it's yeah. just, yeah, yeah, it's the um, in in the in the turn base. I feel the immersion is easier. Yeah, going back to that topic, action true, RPG. True. I feel physically stressed. I gotta pay attention. I have to pull myself out of the story I've just been paying attention to and get through the combat. And it's like, now I have to work to get back into the groove and the immersion and the story. I got two points here that might be a little different from what y'all are saying. First of all, when it comes to like hard action combat fights, that for me personally pulls me more into the game. I'm like, I'm sweating just like this character is. I know I'm over here freaking out. They're freaking out. I'm, I, I connect with you on a personal level. Like, we are both <laughs> struggling out here. <laughs> um, but I think, honestly, looking back at turn-based games, I think we, we've kind of seen a split recently. Looking back, a lot of turn-based games were turn-based simply because that was the way to do it, right? And then we saw a huge turning point and i'm not sure with what games it did but the one that always comes to mind is final fantasy tactics war of the lions and things like fire emblem right mm-hmm. and fire emblem's not like a turn-based game so much but but where you get like tactics, tactics in there um I, I feel like we saw a split between action and turn-based combat because people realized that turn-based combat is at its greatest when there is a strategic element to it there needs to be something deeper there because if you're just fighting something and just picking spells to use because this one does fire, this one does more damage, it's not as good, right? Like you can have flashy skills. I mean, Final Fantasy VII kind of did it in terms of the flashy skill way perfectly where you have like the limit breaks and all this stuff that's really cool. But nowadays, I mean, you look at at the most successful turn-based games like Persona. I mean, Persona's got this really in-depth system where it's like, okay, this character has this weakness that I need to exploit. There's like a whole chart. There's like 10 different elements that I need to exploit. And if I exploit it, I get an extra attack. Um, and there's there's a lot of depth and strategic nuance to those games. And the other games that would have necessarily used a turn-based you know, system 10, 15 years ago, um, they're now action games like Final Fantasy 16 because they're better suited for something like that. I think in terms of like cinematic experiences, maybe action combat's better because you're in the moment, you're feeling it. But I will always love a good turn-based game if it's adapted Mm -hmm. to the times because it needs to have that extra thing to it. Uh, For example, one that I'm I'm kind of feeling like I I enjoyed a lot, but I can't help but feel like it's kind of lacking something is Honkai Star Rail. It's got kind of that persona system to it where it's got weaknesses. It's got different things you can exploit in your turn-based combat. It's got really flashy special moves, but it's kind of watered down to a point where I'm having a hard time kind of sticking with it. I'm getting bored. Um, it's actually kind of funny. I'm, quite a number of my friends are telling me I should start playing. It's really Because I play Genshin. Yeah. If, if you can deal with the turn-based, I think you would like it. Um, so I've story... been told, but yeah. I'm very much 
I there are days where I get burnt out from Genshin, and I would probably feel very much the same with Honkai. Oh yeah, absolutely. And if you got into Honkai, it'd be funny because then you'd be like, oh well, burnt out on Genshin. Time to go play the other Gacha game and give them more of my money. <laughs> well, so you're well, always playing something. <laughs> I don't have the money to give them, so. Oh, there you go. Well, either way, you're like, well, I gotta work hard and level up ten times so I can get my free pull for the day. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a, yeah. I don't know, but anyway, I, I think, I think. I want to say, especially with our youth these days, the attention span thing is for sure true. Um, mm-hmm. And in general, it's for sure true. I mean, look at the state of content these days. We went from like movies and TV being like capstone media to then we went to YouTube and YouTube was like, oh, short videos at first, but then they started getting longer and we have video essays and stuff. But then like, okay, now go down further. We've got TikToks now. And those are like, Shorts. you know, they're short. I mean, we had Vine first, of course, and then, and then Musical.ly and TikTok. And ha- people have constantly said over and over that they have a hard time watching content that's longer than, you know, a TikTok bite-sized amount of length because kids' brains are fucking broken. I don't know. They're like goldfish. But <laughs> I, I, I want to say that, like, in terms of the gaming market, it, it's probably that alongside this idea that, turn-based games as a genre have kind of refined themselves into something that that isn't quite so lazy as it used to be and doesn't really fit into the same mold which is why you're seeing a lot of games like either try it when they didn't before or vice versa um and i i think people are just you know a, a lot of times you either like one or you like the other or maybe you like both but a lot of my friends are either into one and not into the other um, I can get behind both if the action stuff isn't too complicated. Yeah. I mean, especially when it comes Fair to enough. things like D&D type stuff, too. Um, like, I just played um, uh, the long-ass long name that I'm not going to try to pronounce. Um, <laughs> but it was like a it was like a D&D ju- dungeon car type game. And it was... Um, you know they put they put some crude humor into it kind of stuff like that but kept the kind of storyline going um and then another one i was playing recently uh was stolen realm kind of the same concept more of a not not a pure dnd rules type game but it's still a turn-based stat-based equipment-based kind of uh not a dungeon crawler but it's more like a um Kind of like how a roguelite would play where you um, think of think of Slay the Spire kind of game progression to where um, each new area you choose is just like another turn-based battle kind of thing. Um, so stuff like that I'm still kind of interested in too. So it's not just like, and that's just me personally, it's not like action games are taking over like, my brain's getting so ADHD that I can't, you know, enjoy a good turn-based game anymore. It's just kind of like, kind of like the stylistic kind of aspect when it comes to that, you know, stylistic yeah. story stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that's interesting that Final Fantasy is coming out with an M rating as well. That's a, that's a big step for them, I think. Dude, someone mm. walks out in the first like 15 minutes of the demo and calls someone a cock. 
It's oh, the best dude. thing ever. Oh my god. It's the best thing. And then they get and then they get to kissing and one dude starts motorboating this lady in the middle of a hallway and Holy I, shit. I've, I've never had a better Final Fantasy experience. <laughs> Let's go Final Fantasy. And I have to as a kid, you would think Squall dressing up in a dress is the most crazy thing that Final Fantasy is going to do. That's nuts. <laughs> No, nah, this takes it to a whole new level, man. Use oh, this yeah. motorboat limit break. Motorboat. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, now I wish I had a PS5. Yeah, I like, you guys should I like, watch a video of the demo. It's crazy. I'm I'm not even kidding. I can't sing its praises enough. Uh, yeah, like Espeon is saying, like that the turn base like fan base is still there, but it's definitely becoming more of a minority, like comparatively, of course. Um yeah. but again. That could also relate to ADHD, instant gratification kind of stuff, or it could just be you know people are people are falling out of the turn-based style of games and like oh action combat I can actually you know I can actually feel I can actually get into it I can actually you know mm-hmm. participate kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, and in terms of like, um. What was that? What was it? Kyle Kyle started on this for chill games? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Chill games. I got my chill games. I got my chill games. still have to go. Uh, I mean, some JD. Oh, oh, so okay, like, that was it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, besides like, the obvious Minecraft uh, adventures every now and then, um, mm-hmm. there's a game that's like a, like a combination of Minecraft and Animal Crossing called Dinkum. Oh yeah, Dinkum. This baby. game is so <laughs> fun to play. Just like okay. it's yeah, it's like I said, it's like it's like kind of like the Animal Crossing like character you know models, but it's very much so like Minecraft where you're moving around this island, you know, gathering materials, building, um, like building up a community. It's it's, it's super chill. Like there's there's nothing stressful about it That's whatsoever. Funny. It's just a good just just a good few hours of gaming. That's all. Ooh, dude, I miss PS2 era Harvest Moon. That shit went hard. Which one? That's another series I didn't get into. Yeah, because I've got a PS2 Harvest Moon, and I've got both Wonderful Life and another Wonderful Life. I think I played a Wonderful Life. I'm not entirely sure, though. That sounds really familiar. Aside from a few mechanical things, the difference between the two of them is a wonderful life is the male character, and another wonderful life is a female character. It and I think it was the first been. time a female character, from my understanding, was introduced to Harvest Moon. It could have very well have been Save the Homeland, though. I'm not really sure. I never played Save the Homeland. Yeah, it's been so long. Thing is, I can't tell you which one it was. What was that? What was that one about again? Um. Oh, I. I don't know. It's uh. Another one that sounds vaguely familiar, but I just can't like visualize it right now. Yeah, I, I'm mm-hmm. looking through them right now, trying to like look at pictures to see if I can remember which one, but I, I can't even. I can't even pin down what was what and where. Yeah. Well, they're actually they're all Harvest Moon. Oh, okay, the, okay. The older Harvest Moon games, and they're calling them Story of Seasons because yeah, because they they couldn't get the rights to the game or whatever. And yeah, it's been bastardized now, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. They're actually redoing a Wonderful Life. 
That's cool. That makes should sense. be if it's not already out, it should be out pretty soon. Sick. I might have to give that a shot. Mm. All right, JD, your turn. You know, um, I might be the odd one out on this, but my casual, um, I wouldn't say turn my brain off kind of games because that's totally just like an oxymoron um, mm -hmm. to the genre. But when I want to just chill out, any Doom. any simulate. Well, that's not that's not chill. That's gonna that's gonna cause my rage. That's gonna raise my ADHD. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, when I want to like semi turn my brain off and just kind of like just sit back and stare at the screen, it's if it's a good simulation management game, I will drop Ooh. hours into it. Yeah, yeah. hours. Hey, that totally counts, yes. dude. Justin is an animal. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it, it's unhealthy, it dude. Counts. It's unhealthy. Can I just can I say this really quick? I I like <laughs> gone into Justin's streams at the very beginning, like playing RimWorld, for example. I'm like, all right, I gotta go. I gotta. I don't know. I gotta go to work for the next eight hours or something. <laughs> Get back on Twitch after work. He's still playing RimWorld. I'm like, are you serious? Mm -hmm. Are you Bro. kidding? He's still going, man. That's def yeah, that's definitely yeah. gotta be my number one is RimWorld. Still, I will. Uh, that's just a management game that I'll always go back to. At this point, they're always updating it. They already have like three expansions. Um, it's a very great title for sure. Uh, Forget, so, have you tried Satisfactory yet? Oh, oh my god, have I tried <laughs> Satisfactory? <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I so I downloaded Satisfactory when it came out just like I, I was just thinking like this looks fun and then i literally streamed for like 16 hours that first day and i'm like what geez. happened bro satisfactory is so good um what is yo there's a oh my god i'm gonna have to go through my steam list again there is a um there's a top-down version um that's like satisfactory that's also i put Torium. Factorio, yes. Yes. I yeah. put a stupid amount of hours into that. Um there's a recent <laughs> there's a recent game I found called uh Captain of Industry, which I still have yet to fully progress through. That's another simulation management. Um it, it's so if it's got the simulation management system in there, I'm all for it. If there's resource management there as well, it's just like all right, I'm going to be on this game for the next, like, 72 hours straight. Which is why you were interested in Clans Folk, because it's very much RimWorld. Yeah. And and the, the cool thing with Clans Folk is that I hope they start refining and getting more RimWorld-like outside of this specific aspect, is that it seems like Clan Folk is more of a... When it comes to research, it's more of a quest-based system to progress your colony whereas room world's kind of just like we were literally talking about it yesterday it's literally oh i'm gonna assign this quote-unquote scientist to a fucking desk and all of a sudden he knows how to fucking produce electricity like <laughs> and, and it looks like clan folk has that more system to where it's like a progression like 
you need to do this and this and this and this in order to accomplish like smelting or, you know, this type of crafting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were just like, I can become addicted. Yeah. <laughs> we, become we're, addicted. we're talking about it is like, yeah. Um, so you start out in Rimworld as a primitive species, you know, you got campfires and shit like that and fucking spears. And all of a sudden, yo, this is how electricity works. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, just, that just popped in your head after looking at a fucking wooden desk for God knows how long. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. But it's definitely stuff like that I want to kind of get into. Um, the one um, Bell posted earlier in um, videos and stuff for – uh, in the Discord too, that looks like another kind of like clan folk, rim world, uh, kind of world too. Yeah. So, Norland, you know, yeah, Norland, yeah, that one. Um, I think they said they were coming out with a demo on Monday. I might actually try yeah. that out if I'm not super um, engrossed into Diablo. <laughs> another game that uses similar management, resource management, and has that little meeple art style is Prison Architect. Yeah, dude, that okay. I made the mistake of getting that game on I Xbox and I regret everything. <laughs> oh no. I should have got it on Steam. I just couldn't get into it on Xbox. It's just the controller feel for simulation management is just not there for me. I was just like, fuck. Yeah. But I don't want to buy this game for a second time. <laughs> yeah, I bought Prison Architects when I was still playing on my laptop. I think I disappeared for like a week playing that game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's... it was o- the only reason Kefka knew I was alive was because he made sure of it. <laughs> oh my God. I got to take a moment to point out that the term G Fuel Enemas was just typed into the chat. <laughs> and that that Wait, makes what? me squirm. That makes my butthole pucker, bro. I, I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> Real animals? Bro, are we RV there yet? Are we? That, RV says that he plays League to chill. That is. Well, I that do what? The thing is, the thing is though, is you like if you play League alone, that's not true. No one plays League alone to chill. That doesn't happen. You okay, gotta have at least one friend. And I'll be honest, just having one friend is sometimes not enough. You gotta have multiple. We've been doing. <laughs> uh, we've been doing nights where we have anywhere from three to five people playing league a couple games at a time. Usually I'll be a little fucked up. I'll have an edible, whatever. And I have not had that much fun with multiplayer gaming in a while. Cause like, okay. it's, it's easier to have fun at than it is with something like an FPS because then everyone's getting shit on and it's like, Oh, well, okay. <laughs> so much for that. Everyone's tilting now, but in league, <laughs> like someone starts to lose. I mean, fuck, you can just take the whole squad up and just gank a lane and just, you know, send it into clown fiesta mode. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's, a, good, <laughs> okay, it's a good time okay, to be going okay, with the right okay. headset, the right headset, the right mindset. Okay. <laughs> true. True. All right. Yeah. But also, like, I'm, I'm all here for people I guess. <laughs> I'd rather gamer steps, but that's because I want to be a waifu. Mm. <laughs> Deathwish coffee and snorking speed up my <laughs> Yo, I still I still got a thing of Deathwish coffee. Hollow Knight, so I wouldn't be surprised if someone can chill doing league. It's let's, uh, get, let's get fucked up. Let's do some G Fuel enemas or game you know, game steps, whatever. Let's do some whippets. Let's 
I'm in. Is there some weapons, bro? I'm in. Some weapons? Yeah, some weapons, Dude, bro. I'm Do you even whip it, bro? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just like, I mean, different strokes for different folks, right? It, at the end yeah, of the day, like, regarding I, enemas or? <laughs> I mean, basically, we're on the topic, like, regarding enemas, too. Like, I don't know. If you just, like, have stuff squirting out your asshole. Like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. There's there's a very peaceful. I'm going to say it. What's with you and, like, but, squirting yeah. assholes and popping cherries and hey. shit today? I don't. JD's always the one to get a little freaky. I'm going to be honest. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't know about you guys, but. Family friendly. <laughs> I don't know about you oh, guys, but like the most relaxing times outside of gaming for me is when I'm sitting on my fucking toilet. All right. When I'm sitting on my fucking toilet, just scrolling through my phone, dude, taking a shit. You know, <laughs> you, just, you just zen out for a little bit. Man sitting there dreaming of G Fuel enemas. <laughs> Yo. Oh, <laughs> His, his legs literally going numb. He can't, he can't even feel his toes. Hell at this point. yeah, dog! Listen, if, if your leg doesn't go numb while you're on the shitter, you're shitting wrong. <laughs> the shit was over thirty minutes ago. He's he's, he's hanging out at this. Point. <laughs> Bro, I'm saying they're good. I'll play a wild rift game, and I'll just I'll be there the whole time. I gotta commit. Someone be like, "Yo, I gotta get ready for work." I'm like, "There's another bathroom. Go." <laughs> You'll figure it out. Yeah, shit, you got the kitchen sink, bro. I don't care. <laughs> you gotta make sure you're clear for the day, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I have a commitment here. I can't just it's, give up. It's it's killing your time if you have to take multiple shits a day. You know, you gotta just yeah. I, feel like... I, gotta, I gotta provide like mental support for my anal cavity. It's gotta have some time to cool off before I get it up and working again. You know, like that bad boy needs he needs support. Uh, just, just down like three cups of coffee and you're good for the whole day. You know, you just, oh it's like a, it's, it's a natural laxative. You just let it go. Just it, get some Taco Bell and you're set. <laughs> um, but as far as like simulation management goes, like I can, I, there, I'm like just looking at my steam list again, just to kind of refresh some things. Like I can literally do like a whole 20 to 30 list game of just good simulation management titles that I've touched so far. And the sad part is like some of them are mostly in that early access stage slash never leave that early access stage. So it's just like they could be good, but they're just like, they never get to that point. Um, so it's like there's always there's always different titles like there's a um there's this one called Castle Story which is more like kind of like a um you know like a 3D kind of like not pixely but like the characters are more like blobs kind of stuff and it's kind of it more airs on the Minecraft stylistic field to where you actually create the items and you place the items in the world to more or less create your fortress for lack of a better term. So it's just like, there's different, there's different types of simulation management and then there's different types of resource management games as well. Um, But it's just at, at this point, it's more of how much time the developers are willing to put into 
the complexity of those games nowadays. Yeah. Again, going back to depending on what their player base attention span is. <laughs> you know, you still you still got to make it viable. You still got to make it engaging with also having that that whole management simulated content. So, um, but as far as number one, for sure, RimWorld through and through. Uh, that's going to be on my top list for a long time. Uh, I'm never playing what? It's it's definitely it's it's something to try for sure. If you're even remotely into resource management type stuff, uh, it's colony survival. It's something to get into. Uh, I'd say the only frustrating part about it is when it comes to combat, and you just kind of you can't really. Like, you could just move your guys around, but as far as, like, when it comes to, you know, damage and accuracy and stuff like that, it's just kind of like a roll of the dice. You know, your guy either hits or miss, he, or he just fucking shoots a wall that's, like, 50,000 meters away <laughs> kind of stuff. So, um, that does get a little frustrating, but um, there's also aspects in the game to where you can, like, supplement that with... A different type of equipment or you know have your person hide behind a sandbag so they have more covers type stuff like that and then um the other big thing about rimworld is the modding community it is huge there's so many mods for that game it is nuts there's a multiplayer co-op mod as well um if that's your fancy too where basically multiple people can control uh pawns of the same colony or something i like to do which i need to uh do here in the near future again is there's a twitch integration mod to where your twitch chat can literally do everything in the game they can cool. send you resources they can create their own colonist um they can um vote on events they can um you know raid your fucking base pretty much it's it's pretty cool honestly and it's just it's one of those games that i think has a more wide variety of how you how the gameplay could end up yeah dude in the chat there's some talk about cyberpunk we gotta talk about it oh god (laughs) i agree i wish developers put more time into their games for releasing i think we're I want to say I think we're getting better, but like we've had a we've had a slew of games this year so far that have not been the greatest on release. Um, it seems like mm-hmm. I just live to hate on Redfall, but I mean, hey, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, it is what it is, dude. Cyberpunk. The thing is, is when I saw Cyberpunk and I saw the the astronomical amount of hype for Cyberpunk, I knew it was going to come out and it was going to be a shit show. I I am on record on my stream saying it at like within six months of its release uh like before its release i was like this game is going to come out and something's going to go wrong and <laughs> looking back at you know it's like wow of course i had to be the fucking loser that was trying to ruin everyone's time but i was right for the record um for the record <laughs> that game and don't get me wrong 
even for all of its faults, I still really like Cyberpunk. I played the whole thing on stream. I think once you could get over a lot of the issues, it it had a really intriguing world and story. However, it kind of ruined it for me when we were in the car, and I'm about to say a spoiler for the first, like, two hours of the game, so cover your ears if you have it and you want to. Uh, the scene where Jackie is dying in the car, and he goes to take the, the chip out of his head and give it to V, <laughs> that cutscene, he pulls a whole ass pistol out of his head instead of the chip in that cutscene. There's a clip of it somewhere <laughs> on my channel. He looks over and he goes, Take this, and a, a whole pistol comes out of the side of his head and he puts it in your hand. And I literally paused the game and yelled and walked away. It ruined the whole moment for me. I didn't know what was coming, I didn't yeah. know what was gonna happen. I'm literally in the middle of getting all emotional. I'm like, Jackie, no! And then he pulls a fucking pistol like ghosts out of the side of his head i'm like this this game sucks this game is fucking yeah. awful and that's just one <laughs> of a, a couple different issues with it but i will say i think with the new expansion there's a lot of potential for it to redeem itself have you guys seen that they're basically reworking the whole game for that expansion yeah yeah man yeah, they're reworking like the 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 perks all the systems the it like there's actual uh, a, an actual police system, like the world is going to be more alive. Um, essentially, what a lot of the devs have been saying is what is coming with that expansion is a version of Cyberpunk that that should have been shipped to us on day one. It's yeah. it's it's a massive undertaking alongside all the new content, and I'm really excited to get into it. I'm gonna start a whole new character. I'm gonna I'm gonna just work my way through it. Um, I think it could be really cool. I'm excited to see what happens when the police beater goes all the way up and, and Max Tech or whatever they're called come out of nowhere and come to slap your ass cheeks. Like, oh, man, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. I I think I just, like, the more and more I think about it when it comes to, when it comes to failed launches and developers basically trying to patch that at the end of the day it's like again it goes back to okay so why didn't you just why didn't you just keep building a pipe and take this whole year that you took to fix the game to put out an actual game and of course the glaring reason on everybody's mind when it comes to it is money but investors Investors, yeah, I was say money, investors, CEOs, they're but, like push, push, push. And then, but then that also goes back to the fact of like investors need to calm the fuck down and realize that you're going to make more money putting out a fucking title that is finished, developed, and polished rather than putting out a fucking shit title. On the day that you say that you want to release it because that's the day you want your fucking money back. And then all of a sudden, sure, you might get your money back. I mean, that like, so that goes into a whole nother conversation of, again, the the episode right there. Yeah, yeah. Because then, again, the investors aren't going to fucking care because they're going to get that money back either way. So then mm-hmm. it's the developers that fucking go into that rut because, hey, I'm still going to pay this investor the full 
you know, investment and probably more interest than he paid me. But then I'm going to be fucked because my game's fucked and all these people are going to refund this money. So therefore, this investment wasn't actually fucking worth it. So yeah, at, at that point, who's fucking up? Is the developers fucking up because they're taking the wrong investments? Or is it just like, I mean, actually, that's probably that's literally the solution right there. Like you're just taking the you're just taking the wrong fucking investments because at the end of the day, again, investors don't fucking care. They're going to get that money back either way. And so it's up to the the developers to say, yo, we actually want to make a fucking profit on this. Uh, So you need to like they need to start putting their foot down and saying, where we want to make money on this, yeah, you're gonna get fucking paid at some point, but it's just not gonna be at the point you want because we want to fucking make money too. So I think, it's I it's a double edged sword. Gonna, yeah. Well, I think too it might be a matter of a phase in the in gaming industry because I remember before this, everyone was doing loot boxes and all that and that's kind of died down we could get back into the resurgence of delayed games and as long as the majority of the gaming community speaks up i even think crunch is going to disappear we're we're seeing crunch kind of disappear a little bit especially yeah so because everyone was saying don't crunch with cyberpunk well, and they did, and they crunched super fucking hard with Cyberpunk. But they the big did, thing about but that it, was investors, I think. Well, and the the thing about Cyberpunk that was weird though is a lot of their like directors in the studio ended up pushing the game out and pushing people to work so that they could collect bonuses. That's the mm. thing that sucks is everyone gets greedy well, again, because there's a bunch of money involved. Well, no, I mean those are like like creative directors, people running the projects in the studio, like the people that are working on the game. Yeah, you, but if, if they're getting a bonus. Point, yeah, well, exactly, right? That's and coming from the higher-ups. Yeah, but and the thing is, is the, the gaming industry is in a really weird spot right now. Um, I read mm-hmm. a little I read a little thing the other day that said that most big gaming projects are projects that take a decade to work on, and a lot of them never see the light of day. And it increases almost exponentially with every console release because it gets harder to develop the games it takes more people more collaboration it it, the the tech is like maybe not even harder to use but the bar gets higher every time and Mm -hmm. the games are getting more expensive to make i mean games are getting to the point where it's costing anywhere from 200 to 500 million dollars to make a video game and there aren't a lot of investors that have that kind of money that are willing to invest it in the video game space and so you get a weird situation where you don't really have a whole lot of choice to begin with. Um, I mean, Redfall fell victim to that. It, it just came out recently that not even the people working on Redfall wanted to make Redfall. It was just the the desire of people higher up than the teams that were working on it are at Arcane that decided that they wanted to cash in on the live service rush. And they went and they made Redfall. And there were people inside the studio that were saying, I hope since we just got picked up by Microsoft that they will cancel this game. And they didn't. Um, 
but I think we're in this weird spot because games are so expensive and so hard to make that um, it's just it's hard to come together and make things that work right it it's it's unprecedented every yeah. time we get a new console it gets harder and we already don't have a good grasp on it i mean look at how game releases look now just imagine when like the ps6 and the xbox fucking 700 and whatever comes out <laughs> and we're like okay so you already had this pile of issues now take a dump truck and empty the rest out on top of it it's it's not sustainable and so there are conversations happening all over the industry about what that means for the future of gaming and how we can fix it. And some people are saying what we need to do is we need to refocus ourselves on games that are a really polished, like seven to 12 hour experience, as opposed to one that's got 50 hours of gameplay in it. Yeah. Um, I agree. And there's, you know, it's people going back to the drawing board and trying to figure out ways we can put out polished games that don't take so much time and so many people and the TLDR here is, you know, we have a bunch of games that come out and they're shit, but there aren't many options. Like, it's not always so simple as accept a different investor, right? In fact, a lot of studios don't have that opportunity. And at the level where that decision happens, people just see money, you know? Yeah. And yeah. In, the, in terms of, like, Cyberpunk specifically, even if they had delayed the game again and whatever else, they would have made, I think, about the same amount of money. Because when Cyberpunk is that popular... People are going to buy that shit regardless. And investors know that. They know that whether we put it out now or we put it out down the line, quality does not matter. If we're looking at it as a, as a cost-effective formula, if we're looking at it as, as a mathematical equation, we're going to get our piece regardless. And so why would we like let you take longer, which means more money, because you have to keep paying all the people, you have to keep doing all the stuff and getting additional licensing and whatever else, um, it, it doesn't always make sense, and it's it's kind of weird because it's like we're trying to we're trying to put emphasis and and creativity and stuff into this little bubble that that doesn't really exist very well within capitalism. Um, yeah. it, it's it's really hard to make that work, uh, and it's just I don't know, man. It's making games is hard. And I don't mean that in like a like a bungee kind of way where they use it as a crutch every time they fuck something up, but <laughs> it is. It's hard. No, it is. Like, and it's it's just I don't know I don't know how we're gonna fix it. I hope we do someday, right. but I, I don't know. It, it's a very complicated problem. Well, and the thing is, too, there could be an argument made that the price of AAA games is artificial and inflated because you get indie games for a fraction of the price and it's the quality we're looking for and in many cases it's not many it's like a five-man team well i think that's also so there could be an argument made there yeah well there's yeah there's also like a huge disconnect to where a lot of new developers and i say quote-unquote new as in like people like non triple a developers especially like mm -hmm. indie in, like a lot of the indie developers get it um everybody in between it's it seems like that like it, you know you want your aspirations to be high but you also want to be realistic too and i think that's one of the big things that the whole indie community kind of hits on is like we don't we don't have to we don't have to push 
AAA graphics, a AAA engine. We don't have to compete with these guys on their level of design to have a successful game. And I think it's that little tiny in-between developers who try to just push too hard and have aspirations higher than the amount of realism that can happen. And that's why a lot of the games just kind of fall to shit is because your your concept of reality and what you want it to be are just not evenly aligned. I mean, look at um, a good 100% example, BattleBit just fucking came out yeah. and it's it's already sold exponentially more copies than 2042 is ever fucking dreamed of and that's literally <laughs> all it is it's a polygon version of battlefield 2042 and it's already pulled in an exponential more amount of fucking money uh, it's been on the money. top of fucking steam charts it's it's fucking gone above and beyond and it's a fucking polygon game like yeah. you don't yep. people aren't looking for big ass fucking graphics and you know just the next gen stuff anymore they want shit that fucking works and that's yeah. why battle bits just fucking taking the cake right now i think we're always going to have in the industry a very solid core of gamers that want their cinematic AAA experiences right like i yeah. i'll be the first one to say i'm a slut for a good AAA experience um you look at like uh like god of war you know and it's like you can't get that out of an indie studio it take i mean it just something like that requires a sheer amount of manpower that an indie studio is not able to to nail down um i mean you can you can do like the name of the game in indie games right now is like we need to pick some things to focus really hard on and nail down and some other things that we can kind of forego and a lot of times like polish is one of those things that, that doesn't make it in a lot of times it's it's like animations don't really make it in or maybe the game really focuses on being artistic but it, it foregoes some of the narration bits um and there are some there are some examples that that do it better than others but i don't think we've ever gotten an indie game that is anywhere close to like a god of war to a final fantasy 16 in terms of being a, an entire package just this this heavy hitter amazing experience but i think to kind of see what the future of gaming is going to look like you can look to another industry that kind of suffered from the same problems for a long time and i think that industry is the film industry um the film industry was for a long time and still is to an extent run by these studios that are able to make these big hundred like hundred plus million dollar productions with all these like big talents and whatever else but recently we've kind of seen this renaissance of these cheaper art house films things like like uh a24 um that are making all these movies and i think as the means to make these games as, as it becomes like more accessible as it becomes cheaper and more I don't know, just usable by the general populace, we're going to see things that are better than they were. I mean, we've already seen an incredible evolution in indie games over the past decade. I mean, indie games used to be fucking awful. Um, and the indie games that you would get, you know, that were good were ones that were that were uh, supported by a production company. 
you know, some company that was like, oh, I see you. I'm going to give you some money and help you because that's the only way it works. But now we've got all these engines. We've got all these tools that make it easier on people. And people are so fucking talented that they're getting better. I can't wait to see the day where we pop out on the other end where it is both easier for indie studios or groups of people that have an ambition and an idea to capitalize on that idea without having to spend all this time finagling with some shit that doesn't work half the time and are able to put out a game that rivals some of the things that we've seen from AAA studios over the last decade. And the beautiful thing about that is when we get to the point where indie studios are able to crank shit like that out, we are going to get, I can't even imagine what AAA games are going to look like at that time. Because if, if an indie studio of like five people can crank out something on like a God of War level, can you imagine what a AAA game is going to look like? Well, how, how are they going to even spend all those resources? Yeah. Like, yeah, eventually we are going to hit a golden age of gaming. Okay. And it's just right now we're just throwing shit at a wall to find out what works while we wait for the technology to catch up. So I did a quick, quick look about how you want to get to the point where indie games can rival AAA. We are very much getting there because I Stray is technically considered indie. What if you know it? what Stray is. Oh, it's Stray. I don't I don't think Stray rivals a AAA game. I think Stray is a very I don't know. It game. won best independent game and best indie. Yeah, game. I mean it won a lot of awards, but it's not I mean Stray keeping I, up I don't with think the many list. people can look at a stray and then look at like a like I said like a God of War like a Final Fantasy 16. Those are the whole package. Whereas Stray, I mean Stray foregoes a lot of gameplay elements in order to catch up on the the ways that it does to look like a AAA game. Right? It's a gorgeous game. Yeah. Uh, it's a very good game. I don't know if I would call it like a very solid AAA game. And even then, it's they had a lot of help from Annapurna, who it's it, you know they do a lot of work in the indie scene, but. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 about as it's. About, I mean, it's like right on the line. I would say it's 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 up there. And I see what you're saying, hundred percent. I agree. But because I'll be honest, I thought Stray was triple A, and then I'm like, wait, I don't remember what studio. And I googled it. No, it's indie at by Blue Twelve. Yeah. Um, Dead, Dead, Dead Cells another game. game. Yeah, Dead Cells is great, but I, I wouldn't call that a, a full AAA package. I would say uh, if we really wanted to pin down a game that was trying to be AAA and just barely missed the mark, but like you can see how close we're getting, look at Atomic Heart. Atomic Heart is, I, I mean, it came out and it did not satisfy people like it should have, like it was anticipated to, but... It's got the elements there. They just need to be tightened up. You just need to improve the story a little bit more. Get the animations working oh, a little bit better. You need to, you know, tighten the gameplay systems, fix the bugs. And if you do that, if Atomic Heart had just a little bit more, I mean, it could have rivaled a Bioshock, I think. It was right fucking there, and it was an indie game. I mean, mm -hmm. 10 years ago, you'd never, ever think you would see a game like Atomic Heart as an indie game. And it, it didn't really land, but, you know, it, it's just, it's so close. It, it, there might be a better one, but off the top of my head, that's, that's like the best in my mind. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, uh, I mean, No Man's Sky tried to hit it, but like that was also kind of just a huge shit show, for lack of a yeah. better term. Um, again, another another one that like your aspirations are there, but can you realistically live up to oh, that? Wait, no, we lost juice. He did. Uh, yeah, No Man's Sky. I mean, the thing is too is like. I'm looking at all these games and I can see areas where they they cut back on something in order to make the other things better. Like No Man's Sky doesn't really have a narrative. In fact, on release, that was one of the things people hated the most. They were so excited for what that narrative was going to look like. And it was just cheeks. It was awful. You know, you get into it, you get all the way to the end and it just resets the universe. And no one cared about what it meant narratively. No one cared about the implications on the universe. It just it was just there it was ass cheeks so that they could create everything else in it and it's still not in a good place right now narratively it's not a strong game and that's obviously not the point of that game it's meant to be more of like a a space sim to some extent but i can still kind of see where they had to sacrifice some stuff to to get to where they were with that game and to be fair though with no man's sky i'm i think it's crazy that they're still putting out free updates i don't know how they're managing that like how what what kind of money do they have coming in are there really still people buying through uh buying through copies of no man's sky to fund all that stuff well i mean i don't understand it i I think like no man's sky is one of those um like exactly what we're talking about one of those titles that like yeah, they're promising updates and it's getting better. So people are, you know, willing to start to buy into it kind of thing. And it, yeah, again, it might not be, it not, might, might not be in huge quantities, but it's apparently it's enough to keep it going. So, um, <laughs> that was actually perfect timing, I guess, where you're like two hours and five minutes going strong and juice just went AFK on us. BSOD. He's like, it's time to end. Blue screen. (laughs) Rip laptop. Everybody say a prayer (laughs) to the gaming gods. Um, uh, But Juice, if you want to, if you want to start out by throwing um, some of your socials down in chat for sure, we'll start, I guess, wrapping up here. Um, Because yeah, we are uh, for sure starting to get into a conversation for a new episode and it's like it it's there like is there's definitely there's definitely just the disconnect between what what people want and what can be realistically um achieved so it's i i'm gonna go out and say it i hope i hope that starfield is gonna start reversing that trend um but but I also feel that if Starfield doesn't and it turns out to be another Fallout 76 style launch, um, I think we're doomed for another couple years of uh, terrible game releases. So I think Starfield could be, well, I think no one can really argue that Starfield is one of the most ambitious gaming projects ever made. And I think it's going to be good because they showed off so much of it and they still have more. And the people that are working on it like, they know it's good. I mean, in, in interviews and stuff, they're literally just like, yeah, you're going to get your hands on this and you're going to you're gonna love it. There's no question. There's no one in that studio that has doubts that I've seen so far. 
And that's not something I've ever seen for a game of that scale. If, yeah. if that releases and it's as good as I think it might be, I think it's going to it's gonna set the bar, dude. It's going to be absolutely insane. And I hope it does well. Um, and speaking of, like, indie attempts versus AAA attempts, I mean, look at No Man's Sky and then look at Starfield. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the difference, man. That's that's exactly what we're talking about. When you put them next to each other as a foil, it makes so much sense. Um, and oh. I, I hope it's good. They've said specifically that it is the least buggy Bethesda game ever to release, and it's not even close. So <laughs> I'm sure it'll be buggy because it is a Bethesda game, but I'm, I have high hopes. I do. Yeah, I, I hope it's just good. not a remake of Fallout 76, though, for sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah <laughs> uh uh yeah mute don't apologize we die like this whole the last hour and a half is totally just 100 percent digressing so <laughs> we yeah, we welcome welcome the conversation here. um and that that's what we want you guys to get into too um especially when we're done with like the quote-unquote interview aspect of everything is like just everybody from Everybody from every chat, just come in, join the conversation, and help us digress, talk about what needs to be talked about, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, Fallout, like, uh, it's probably not the same exact developers that worked on Fallout 76, but yeah, if... It's going to be it, a totally different team. It's got to be. 76 it, yeah. was like was their way to cash in on the live service crowd. You know, it, it was part mm -hmm. of the same thing that birthed uh redfall it was just that they yeah. needed to come out with something i mean it's it's like the eso thing but eso kind of like had a better landing weirdly enough um and 76 exactly. is, we've said it before but it's not it's not terrible right now it's not nearly as bad as it was um but yeah dude i mean that was it was a shameless money grab and i think even the people within bethesda recognized that at this point yeah yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what we're here for at the end of the day. Like, we're not we're not here to just bash on stuff just to bash on it. Like, we want to we want to we want to see the industry grow as a lot of other people do. And for that, a lot of radical stuff needs to change. Um, and hopefully, we can start doing that uh, episode by episode. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. I think we're good here. Um, unless you guys have another point that you needed uh throw in real quick uh that's relatable. Uh but as far as as far as the episode goes, uh we are super overtime, as I said. <laughs> as usual. <laughs> as I said, super overtime when I wanted to shoot for an hour in the first place and that never happened. <laughs> but yeah. I I like it. I like it uh being two hours long um i'm sure a lot of people would like it a little shorter shorter but um we do have the youtube episodes um i do try to uh separate them by kind of like conversation topics so like uh if you are on youtube you don't have to watch the whole entire episode there are those um time stamps for you to uh jump in and out on conversations you actually want to listen to um but for everything else uh we're also on spotify uh should be on apple Podcasts. i still need to confirm that we're definitely on google uh amazon um and yeah we're just trying to get it all out there um 
if you guys haven't joined the discord already um there should be uh whichever platform you're viewing on there should be a social link down at the bottom for the discord uh feel free to join that uh we're going to be cleaning it up a bit and um separating some things for game night and podcast related things um so there's always going to be updates there as well uh so as for socials bell start us i posted my i did post my uh link tree i will post it again in case it got buried um (laughs) i am bell dandy on twitch dandy streams on twitter and dandy's den on instagram I've got a Kofi and a Redbubble, too. Hell yeah. Get in there and buy some merch or something. (laughs) Not much art up, but it's there. Yeah. Uh, Juice, he's talking chat. Uh, You've seen him. Juice, you should should type again so people can go follow you on Twitch if they'd like. Uh, Juice is cool. I'm sure he'd have a lot of cool things to say if he were alive right now. We'll make sure to get our (laughs) necromancers on it to bring him back to life in time for us to get started next time. We need Um, need to get more what's-the-digits. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm Kyle96, Kyle XCVI, whatever you want to call me. Um, big big gamer, big gaming hours, uh, big esports guy, whatever. I stream almost every night on Twitch. You can find all my information there. That's my channel. You can go follow. I'll probably be live for a couple hours tonight right after this episode uh, doing who knows what. Um, and we'll have a good time. Um, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And I uh, totally come back for an art or a JRPG episode. Fuck yeah. yeah. Um yeah, feel free. Um for those who uh for those who do want to come in for your first or even your second interview, again, we're totally down with having people come on um again and again for different topics. Um there is the uh interview uh sheet in the Discord. Um, I will need to make that more readily able to be found. Um, but right now you should be able to find it under announcements in the pinned messages. So uh, I'll definitely get that um, on its own channel page. So people don't have to keep searching. But yeah, if anybody's interested in an interview, feel free to fill out the form. Um, we'll get with you on a scheduling date. Um, References. <laughs> Yeah, we need at least three professional references. Well, I'll be honest, we would accept two professional references and your mom. Uh, but I already have her contact information, so I'll make sure to reach out. Dude. Damn. Um, as for my socials, anything uh, at JDogging, Twitch, Twitter. Um, I still haven't made a kick, um, but uh, YouTube at JDogging, stuff like that. But don't look at my YouTube. Go to XP Share. It's more um readily available and concise information um i should be streaming myself sometime uh this week as well still doing the diablo grind which kyle still keeps egoing me on fucking shitter (laughs) i'm i'm getting burnt out i'm gonna be honest i got four characters right now Uh, Uh, that's why you're burnt out 60 I'm, i'm getting to the point where it's it's getting harder to log in every day i just I'm not getting any gear upgrades. I'm just grinding XP just to get to the next world tier. And then when I get there, I don't even know what I'm going to do. I don't give a shit about getting to level 100. Fuck that. Yeah. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of at a point where I'd rather like, I'm 
I've been solo grinding so much. Like I, it, it'd be a lot faster and a lot more fun just to have people to dick around with. Even if there is like a huge level gap or something like that, it's, it, it's something, it's definitely more of a co-op experience for sure. Uh, the scaling is actually pretty nice. Um, we had experiences where we would hop into people's games when we were like 20 levels different and I don't know how it does it, but it makes it so that everyone's on an equal playing field. So you never yeah. have to worry about like one person being level 50 and pulling in level 50 mobs. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just struggling with my sorcerer build as per usual. <laughs> Dude, what, uh, what sorcerer are you running right now? What kind? Uh, doing the uh, frost shard build right now dude frost shards on sorcerer are super hard until you hit like level 70 you have such resource problems i still have resource problems at 60 it's my main i would recommend doing um go chain lightning and arc lash and do that through the campaign and then once you get out on the other end you can start and even then it kind of feels like shit but you start that's when you start actually like having the tools to fix the problems with uh with the ice build well, it's not a good leveling build. It's what well, so I actually did get through it mostly leveling through one to sixty with um with ice shards. And yeah. uh actually I think it was like it was only a few days ago, like when I was like sixty three or sixty four, I literally got like no shot. I got five different aspects and they were every single one I needed for the ice shard Dang. builds. So now like uh, it's it's a perfect ice shards build but it's mid-game gear so once i get into yeah. act four i'm probably going to start falling off unless i start imprinting those aspects on new fucking gear which has been a fucking hell to even try to find at this point yeah uh, apparently what what you're supposed to do until you get through the whole campaign is any aspects that are key to your build you put on your rings and your pendant because you're going to change your other gear so often um apparently like all the builds i've read have said that's the way to do it because otherwise you're just going to be ripping stuff off and you can only imprint something once and then it's gone you can't take it off again so you'd like i i didn't know that and so i wasted some aspects but the thing is is once you once you get up there to like world tier three and world tier four you're going to get so many aspect drops that it it barely even matters anymore it's a whole thing yeah it's yeah it's i'm i'm there i just need the gear to get to that next tier and that's just probably going to cost an ass load of money that i don't want to spend at this point but Mm -hmm. it's gonna have to happen yeah Uh, and again i just play with me dog (laughs) (laughs) dude i'm so busy all the time i got shit going on all the time it's rough man i just i I just sat down with a friend of mine that was like he was like this is for reference and i'm gonna make this quick because i know we're on our way out um one of my best friends of like 23 years i'm 26 and since i was three he was like dude we haven't talked in a minute we should we should hang out like smoke a bowl play some games and i was like fuck yeah win we sat down and tried to figure out a day. We had to plan two weeks in advance so that both of us could fit into some shit. Um, and most of it was me because Jesus. I got so much going on with like my stream and my work and all the other shit in between. And it's like, I, it's, it's why when I get noticed of things, like even a couple of days before half the time, I'm like, yeah, sorry, I can't make it work because 
I'm just I got shit planned out. I don't know. I got ADHD brain. I'm just penciled in. Full, no, I I feel that. I have a friend who works nights. Ooh. <laughs> I have a girlfriend that works nights. So I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> she don't she don't do shit with me anymore. Uh uh but actually not uh in that aspect now that you mentioned that. Um we do have uh, game nights going on on Thursday and Friday nights in the Discord for those who are interested. Um, so uh, feel free to jump into chats. at. We usually do it around 7 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Um, there's usually somebody always in chat at that time. So just feel free to jump in, even if you don't want to play what the majority is playing. Like Just feel free to come by, hang out. Um, hopefully at some point we'll get get it to enough people to where um, we can make different groups, uh, you know, people who want to go play different games, jump into different channel kind of stuff like that. Um, but for now, it's just pretty much gamers gaming, chilling. Um, Big gamer hours. What day? Uh, we do Tuesdays and Fridays in the Discord. Um, so feel free to jump in anytime. Um Get some people on Diablo. <laughs> cough, cough, nudge, nudge. <laughs> <laughs> Get a bunch of people just roaming death squad. Yo, for real, dude. That's, it it just it. make it funner. Um, yeah. And by the yeah. way, for everyone curious, uh, we do episodes of EXP Share every other Sunday. So next week will be our off week. And then the week after that, we'll be doing an episode. I don't know off the top of my head what the subject the, the subject is, but um, that's that's our schedule. Yeah, we might might keyword keep on keep on the discord if you want to be notified of it. We might do a little artist interview reveal sometime next week, but it won't be it probably won't be with the same squad. Um, But like Kyle said, um, XP share talking about games, interviewing about games will be biweekly for sure. Um, So. Ah. Yeah, Discord stuff. Um, love you guys. Thank you guys for coming in. Bell, it was great having you. Kyle, Juice, awesome as always. In. Juice, Thanks if you're even it. here. Rest in pieces. Back. I'm already I'm already starting <laughs> I'm already starting the ritual as we speak. Get the bones ready. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah. Episode five in the wraps. Thank you all everybody. Thank you for the conversation. Um, and hopefully we can continue this next time. See you guys. I'll see y'all next episode. Bye-bye.